Welcome to Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes, brought to you by Black Project Gaming. Get read in at blackprojectgaming.com. I'm Vince, your host and handler for this campaign. Joining me are Brett, as DEA Special Agent Michael Whitwer, also known as Agent Vega. Cami as FBI Special Agent Geneva Brown, also known as Agent Venus. Doug, as FBI Special Agent Mark Hansom, also known as Agent Meshach. And Jack, as FBI Special Agent Cassandra Troy, also known as Agent Madison. Impossible Landscapes is a campaign of wonder, horror, and conspiracy, written by Dennis Detwiller for Delta Green, the role-playing game. For more information on Delta Green, please visit delta-green.com. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So to recap, you all were uh, arrested by Boston PD at uh, Dr. Barbus's house after Michael and Geneva both nearly executed Cassie uh, for triggering this new, what's a good word for it? I don't know, ability or gift or insight where the name of a specific demon contained in the Ars Goetia inspires Michael to uh, offer to reach out and to contact that deity, that being, uh, learning that his fiance, Ophelia Citri, might potentially be one of these these entities. Uh, a very bizarre development, but not a lot of time to consider it as you were taken into custody and then driven for what felt like hours until you finally arrived at a uh, what appeared to be a police station. And uh, you were taken back and collectively placed into a interview room, which those of you in law enforcement, which is really all of you, uh, know is not standard practice. Uh, things continued to devolve from there as you realize that the camera was fake. Things appeared to be very almost uh, a facsimile of a real police station. And then you heard screams and shouts and just absolute carnage on the other side of the door as it sounded like every body in the department was completely destroyed and shredded uh, until you heard footsteps and a childlike giggle and the door was eventually unlocked and you exited to find yourselves in a absolute abattoir a slaughterhouse uh where no bodies but plenty of viscera and blood and flesh and brain and bone littered throughout the the facility um and uh a message scrolled in in blood reminding you that you had been invited to the hotel brodelman uh, you all managed to secure a vehicle and uh, essentially made your way to New York, believing that uh, New York was where you were meant to be and where you needed to be to continue the search for the Hotel Broadleton. Um And as you all kind of developed a plan of attack, you went to the New York Public Library, uh, where you were eventually cornered by these strange men you know, after experiencing a number of visions in between that time, returning to the site of the McAllister building uh, and seeing a parking garage, Cassie being attacked by a man with a knife from out of nowhere, uh, seeing these marionettes, seeing this man in the white suit and the red tie cr- climb into a dumpster. Um, There's all these very bizarre occurrences. And then finally, seeing these men in these strange gas masks with shotguns striding into 
the library and then opening fire and essentially executing Cassandra on the spot uh, with one shot. Her head was completely uh, ballistically decapitated, as as we are now calling it. Um, and the chase began. You all ran, and it, through time, through space, pursued by these relentless agents, uh, you were out, you know, outgunned, outmanned, and pursued relentlessly through these different scenes, these different surreal developments. You swore you saw uh, Ira and Jenny at some point uh, until finally you found yourself in New York City, but a different New York City. And you continued to run and you were eventually chased into the Hotel Broadlebin. And upon arriving, you find Cassie waiting for you in the lobby. And after a very brief reunion, that is where we will pick up. So let me get the music going. Any questions on any of that before we kick off? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it and I was like, I now I just want to see what's going on. I'm very interested. <laughs> okay. The brothel bin is grand, but clearly of a different time or maybe even several different times. It looks like its proprietors have left it to fall to pieces, but at one point, no expense was spared. Um, it must have been a sight to behold when its doors first opened. Now, there's gold trim, scalloped and peeling wallpaper, pocked in wooden banisters, frayed and thinning rugs. Uh, there's You notice within the gold trim, the wallpaper itself sports this repeating motif of tiny child clowns cavorting towing a sinu uh, sinuous dragon behind them on string. The lobby itself is two floors tall and filled with these battered easy chairs, couches, and fireplaces. And in fact, it is in one of these easy chairs in front of one of these fireplaces that you found Cassie. To the left of the front doors is a mahogany front desk. Uh, behind the desk itself, batwing doors lead to an employee lounge. Uh, across the lobby from the front doors, there's a wrought iron elevator cage vanishing up into the ceiling and presumably down. Uh, to the right of the front doors appears to be a uh, plaque reading dining room and flanking the elevator at the far end of the lobby. Wide, threadbare, burgundy carpeted stairs wind ever upward. There is a front desk clerk working the desk, a thin, pale, Caucasian man. Um, hard to kind of get a look at him from here, but uh, what do you do? I mean, I... I, I I think that Mark is still um, <clears throat> just kind of hanging out near near uh, Cassandra, and uh, he's he see he's he's st stopped bawling now, but you can still see that you know uh, he he's every now and then wiping wiping the tears from his eyes, and he is um, obviously shook by having seen his last friend in the world uh, executed in front of him and and now back somehow. And Cassie, you definitely remember dying. You remember the flash of the muzzle of the shotgun and you remember pain and you remember darkness and then you remember opening your eyes and being here in this lobby as you see Mark and Geneva and Michael charge into the lobby covered in sweat, gasping for breath, desperate, and almost looking like just frantically pursued animals. 
and you are now reunited here in this in the lobby of this hotel. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of like a study in contrast to Mark's uh, state of being right now. Uh, Cassandra seems sort of distant. Uh, she watches. Uh, she watched as the others came in and let Mark sort of collapse into her. Uh, but uh, after a couple moments of like letting him calm down on her shoulder, uh, she's just going to stand quietly and turn towards the front desk where the clerk is. I, I think as she turns away, uh, Mark looks at her and he says, Cassie, are you real? I guess we're going to find out. No. I saw Ira and Jenny. They were they were in some kind of play. But when I handed Ira a shotgun, he just like looked at it like he didn't even know. That's not Ira, honey. That's it's, it's a puppet. That was something else. Yeah. That's not you, are you? No, I, I I remember how to use a shotgun. I remember having a shotgun used on me. She didn't have to remember that. Roll um roll intelligence for me, Mark. All right. Just in times five. See what you remember from the pursuit. Uh, that's a fourteen. Yeah, fourteen out of ninety. Absolutely. You remembered when. During this pursuit, when you saw who you thought was Ira and who you thought was Jenny, mm-hmm. you had emerged on this this open, this brightly lit stage, and you were blinded right. by these lights. And you remember seeing these this costume finery and these uh, this overdrawn, exaggerated makeup, and this audience, and and nobody was speaking English. You remember that nobody was speaking English. Not even um, Ira. No, no. Okay. okay. To you, it sounded French. And it didn't sound like it, it didn't look like this was this decade or maybe even this century. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, uh, the scene they were doing was was uh, from the, the the Middle Ages, right? Potentially, yeah. I mean, fairly old. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I think... You know, I mean, it, I, eventually Mark Mark would share that with everybody if, you know, so everybody would, would remember that. But Yeah, and you all would, would absolutely, as he begins, you know, now that you're having an opportunity to process what it was you saw and what it was you endured during this, this relentless pursuit, it, it, it's, it's bizarre. Like everything else about this entire experience, it, it's just... How do you even process it? What are uh, Mark, what are? Uh, I, I was just going to say one. <clears throat> Mark Mark is going to just reach out and um, uh, towards uh, Cassie's shoulder, and if she'll let him, he will uh, put his hand on her shoulder and kind of square up with her and look directly into her eyes and say, "Listen, I just saw you die." And that broke my, that broke me. I don't want to see it ever again. 
You promise me that you'll be at least a little bit more careful. Uh, you would notice uh, after a few moments of Cassandra not replying to you that her her eyes, even though they may be looking at your face, are looking through you, and they're still fixated on the clerk and the front desk. Um, and uh, she turns away and looks back at uh, Geneva. You. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I would say while all of this is happening, um, Geneva, who I think is still just barely out of the shock that she experienced of both, um, obviously Cassie being killed, but then also whatever the heck was going on with her as they were running away, she's still like coming down from that. So there's a moment where she's still like looking around, almost expecting the chase to continue and like immediately scanning for exits and trying to figure out when we need to get out of the situation quickly, what will the best route be? So she's like kind of taking stock of inventory and everything around them. But then when you speak to her, I think she'll kind of come to you again. Uh, fine. How are you? Real quick roll, uh, perception, perception, Jesus. Uh, roll real quick. Roll alertness for me, uh, Geneva. Okay. Oof. Dang. Nope. Yeah, nice. You anyone? Okay. Continue. I'm. I think I'm fine. Uh, uh, what about you, Michael? Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt anybody, but that I think that question uh, might become somewhat irrelevant. Uh, he. Essentially, like, as soon as they get in the doors and they're safe, uh, he's going to kind of collapse down onto all fours and vomit out whatever is left in his stomach from the previous night of drinking. Uh, and then okay. he kind of, like, sits back. Yeah, it's not... This, the whole thing is going to be a little gross. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, <laughs> sits back and um, has his, like, his knees up and his arms crossed over his knees and his head kind of resting on his arms. Uh, and was like very loudly crying for a little bit, but it's sort of uh, calmed into a bit of a whimper. Uh, and if you get too close to him, you can uh, faintly smell uh, the scent of urine. Sorry. I love that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Cassandra just very coolly, uh, almost uh, emotionlessly, really just watches and looks back at Michael asking him how he is, but then just seeing him curled up in that, almost fetal position from seemingly out of nowhere. This red clad bellhop appears with a mop and bucket and begins cleaning up Michael's, uh, vomit from these, uh, from the floor. And, uh, you know, Cassie and Mark roll alertness for me. Ah, Mark with a 44 to 74, which is a critical Cassie with an 82 to 57. Cassie, you're, you're kind of fixated on Michael, but Mark, you look up as this bellhop comes over and begins cleaning up. You could swear that's Thomas Manuel. Um, yeah, I, I, I will, uh, catch, uh, Cassie and say, look at that guy. Is that Manuel? Cassandra just tilts her head a little bit, uh, and looks over at the bellhop uh, 
and she'll break away from the others and just walk towards him and Michael. Manuel? Ah, uh, Miss Reese, glad you could finally make it. Troy. Sorry, uh, Miss Troy, yeah, glad you, uh, glad y'all finally make it. I, I made it. I'm, I'm sorry, Ira, and uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Brewer, and Miss Archer couldn't be here, but it's good to see you again. How long have you been here? Long enough. Were you here after whatever it was that Ira did? You mean when he crushed my throat? Yes. I he didn't know the specifics. Set you free. Is this freedom? Have you checked in yet? No, I was just waiting for my colleagues to, uh, to get their bearings together. And uh, she'll look down at Michael, see if he's still kind of whimpering and... Uh... He's probably pulled, like, he, he is in the process of pulling himself together. Yeah, I'll say that Geneva has probably come over and tentatively at first to make sure that it was okay, put a hand on his shoulder just to kind of be like a steady presence, not like actively doing anything with him, but just stand standing there with a hand on his shoulder uh, if he needs any support. Yeah, he'll he'll sort of like uh, lean against maybe your leg or something for a moment, and then take a couple of deep breaths, um, look down at himself, uh, quietly mutter "fuck," uh, and then push himself to his feet. Have you tried to leave here, Manuel? No. Why would I? Can we leave here? Maybe. The only way out is through, right? He gets it. Um, I'm sorry. Is there a place I could... Do we have... Could we get uh, rooms? Is there a place I could uh, maybe wash my face? Oh, your rooms are waiting for you. If you just speak with Mr. Lissette, uh Elmer, at the front desk, he'll get you sorted out. Okay. Does that name ring any bells for us? No. Okay. Um, yes, it does. Oh, does it? Well, I, Elmer, I yes. wrote Elmer Lissette in my notes from oh, the night yep. floors. The night yep. floors, yeah. Oh, it was one of the, was it one of the portraits? I think so. Well, what it's weird. You? Yes, E. Lucette. There was an E. Lucette as one of yeah. the uh, portraits. When I hold one of the models? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, then, then you would recognize this man. Yeah, I mean, at this point, over the years, I th- I think Mark has gone over his notes from the time. Yeah, uh, over and over again. Then, yeah, it would definitely ring a bell. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Manuel? Oh, no. Manuel? Yes. As he continues to mop. He continues to mop this, this vomit. Is Abigail here? Oh, no, 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 no. She's, uh, she's gone on to the masquerade. Where's this masquerade? Oh, I can't wait. I can't ruin the surprise for you. You'll find out. As long as you do what you're supposed to, you'll find out. 
You'll join her soon. We should check in. You should. Thomas. Yes, Mr. Hanson. You said that we're supposed to do what we're supposed to. Is that what everybody does around here? They do what they're supposed to? Well, it's either that or they just stay. Yeah. We're back to that, are we? The only way out is through. Well, I think now we're supposed to track, check in, everybody. Uh, Mark will walk over to the counter. And you walk, oh, and you walk up, and, and you, again, the man working the front desk is this thin, pale, Caucasian man in this tight-fitting red uniform. You see Elmer stitched in gold on his breast. At a distance, it's very bizarre. At a distance, he looks like this gangly teenager, but close up, his face seems to age almost indescribably, like this optical illusion. His skin is taut and clear, but he looks up and he smiles and his eyebrows raise ever so slightly and it, it reveals this web of wrinkles just carved throughout his face. It's, I'll, uh, I'll show you a portrait. And so you approach the front desk and, and Elmer. Uh, well, Mr. Uh, Lucette looks like we're, uh, we're supposed to be checking in. Ah, well, good evening. Welcome to the hotel brothel bin. Yep, my name's Elmer. Uh, can I get your names, please? Mark. Mark Hansom. Ah, yeah, Mr. Hansom. My name is Michael Whitwer. Whitwer, all right. He seems to be checking a registry as he you give him your names. And he, you know, as you get give him the rest, he goes down. Geneva Brown, Cassandra Troy. And he gives each of you... Um, these very old fashioned, uh, iron keys. Um, well, you're six, Oh, one, two, three, and four. Got all, got all y'all right in the same block there. So, uh, and here you each get two tokens. This is for the dining room just down the way. Uh, you'll get two free meals a day. You can pick up two more tokens each morning down here at the front desk. We'll take care of you. Uh, you just hop down, down there to that dining room. Whenever you need something to eat, and uh, these tokens will get you what you want. When is the masquerade? Oh, that's not here. That's later. But when? You'll know when you need to know. Do you... Um, do you have a, a laundry service? We do. We do. If you just go ahead and use the bag in your room, you package up whatever it is you need laundered, and our staff will pick it up for you. Get that taken care of you right away. Thank you. So Elmer <laughs> mentioned... Oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, she goes up to the front desk guy as they're finishing up and asks, um, do you know a J.C. Lins by any chance? Uh, Mr. Lins, yeah, he has stayed here from time to time. Yes, he has. Is he here now? I don't believe so. I haven't seen him in quite some time. I believe he's moved on. Hmm. All right. So, um, <clears throat> Elmer mentioned that uh, we could come down and we could get a new, two new chits every morning. Yep. But I, I look... Are there any windows? Is there any way to know what time of day it is? 
There are windows. Yeah, there are windows oh. facing out into New York, into uh, the city. Roll, uh, roll alertness for me. Okay. That is. Oh, an eighty out of seventy-four, which is a failure. It's hard to tell with the light in here and it being as dark as it is outside. I mean, mm-hmm. you do see passing mm-hmm. cars. It, it does seem to be. New York, whether or not it's your New York or another New York, is hard to tell from in here. Okay. But d- definitely, there, there does seem to be like day and night here. Potentially. It, it's it was night right night, now. It was night when we came in, and it's it looks like it's night outside. Correct. Okay. Cool. With, with now that I have my key in my hand, uh, Cassandra is going to go ahead and... Just walk towards the front door of the lobby. Okay. Uh, when she goes to move past Michael, um, he's going to grab her wrist, um, quite like quite firmly. Uh, but then, as soon as he makes contact, immediately let it go. Um, so, as when Michael reaches for uh, Cassandra's wrist, uh, Mark is going to immediately go for for him and just give him a hard shove backwards. Oh, oh, oh. oh and ladies Mark and gives Michael a shove backwards. Geneva's going to pull her gun. Yeah, and then I, yeah. <laughs> right. It starts already. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please. When, Save it for when you get upstairs. No need to fight. We're all friends here. Cassie, roll alertness. Okie doke. I love it when boys fight over me. <laughs> ah, 44 out of 57, which is a critical. You see them out there waiting for you. The guys with the shotguns? The guys with the shotguns and the gas masks. It seems like they can't come any further in the sidewalk, but they're waiting. Yeah, she'll just stare out looking at them kind of almost defiantly uh, and noticing that they don't react to her. And that they seem bound by whatever barrier they are. Uh, she'll just linger there for a moment until uh, such time as like someone comes to get her or she starts to see the others go upstairs. Now, the as I was saying, the elevator is right down that way. Go ahead and hop on in there and they'll get you up to your sixth floor. Y'all look like you could use some rest. Did I manage to actually make physical contact with Cassandra at all? Yeah, I'd I'd say if it's one of those things where you reach out and then release, like it's if it's not going to be a constant con- contest. I'd say no, yeah. no, yeah. It was, As, it's, wasn't even meant to be like he's not even trying to hurt her, yeah, uh, or wasn't trying to hurt her. He literally just gripped and then immediately released. Yeah, uh, you know. I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh. When, if she passes by him again, he'll go, sorry, I, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sure you were real. I understand that. I, no need to apologize. That, Mark, you on the other hand, what was that? Ever since we met these two. They, they have not treated us like equals. They have had the guns. They pushed us around. 
push you around, Kathy. That ain't right. I want to do it. Head up with it. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say, can I do a human check? I want, Geneva wants to see if, you know, is this just like, you know, he's just upset and resentful, but that's all it is? Or is there, <laughs> is, you know, risk assessment? Is there going to be a problem that could explode later on down the line from his uh, viewpoint of their treatment? I'd say, like, that would probably be more of a psychotherapy role. Um, but I, I, with a human role, I would give you, um, if it's successful, I, I might, you know, give you a general idea as to his demeanor. But uh, yeah, you can, you can certainly give it a shot. Yeah, I'll still do the human one because she doesn't really have anything in psychotherapy. Right. Success. Yeah, 58 out of 63. Uh, he, he definitely seems protective of Cassie. Um, you don't get any sense that there's like this active hostility. I mean, he's not pleased with how you all have treated him. Sure. I'd say that's surface level, surface level stuff that you're able to pick up on. Okay. How about we get to our rooms and get settled and then we can discuss any beef that you might have with us in private. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I wonder, are we going to have a change of clothes up there? Are you asking this of Elmer? Uh, she's just saying it out loud, but if there's like one of the staff around. Well, Elmer does overhear that. Well, we do provide you with robes uh, for your convenience and comfort if uh, we don't have any changes clothes for you. But again, as I told your friend, Mr. Whitworth, if you would like your current clothes laundered, be more than happy to do that for you. Is my hoodie and stuff, is it all covered in blood or am I just like totally Absolutely. Clean? It is okay. covered <laughs> in, sure. in fucking dried, crusted over blood. Yeah. Is there brains on it? There's no like viscera or like <laughs> anything like that. It, it's like it's definitely bloody. I love the idea of someone walking around like wearing their own. Wearing their own brains, yeah. No, they they crammed all that stuff back in when they picked her up. Wait, well, what? Oh, gross. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank like goodness, because I didn't want to be missing like a yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Got herself quite a mess here. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Geneva, Geneva will head to the elevator then. Same, but also acknowledging the fact that my hoodie is covered in my own blood and just continuously staring down at it and pull, like pulling at the, pulling, almost like pulling it away from my skin just because I feel it kind of dried up and it's got this texture. But yeah, I'll get in with the others. Yeah, you go to the elevator and it is, it's ancient and at the time was probably a wonder of the Victorian age, but it's held together now by spot welds and metal class painted black to match the iron uh, sections of, of hidden rope. This thing is old and rickety. Uh, it is essentially just an iron cage and there is a elevator attendant inside an ancient man wearing an oversized bellhop outfit uh, that, that pulls at his ankles and dangles below his wrists and embroidered in gold threading on his chest is uh, the name Charlie. Uh, and he looks up as you all approach and he, he slides the wrought iron door open to 
great new entry. Oh, come, come on in, come on in. Oh, it's so good to see you. Uh, yeah, step inside. Where are you going? What floor? Six, I believe. Six. Oh, all right, perfect. And you notice that there's only two buttons. There's up and there's down. And he pushes up. That's a relief. I know. I kind of wish he'd push down. <laughs> <laughs> there is a directional lever. Uh, it's a gold handle. Looks like it increase and decrease speed. Um, he seems to know exactly where he's going and knows exactly, you know, where you're staying. Um, he says very little. How small is this elevator with like all of us in there? Is it cramped? Oh yeah, it's cramped at this point. Okay. Uh, Geneva seems uncomfortable and tense the entire time. Like her jaw is like locked and she's she's not making any fuss, but if anyone were to look at her, they could tell she's <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Uh, Michael is very much the same, but probably for different reasons. He's trying to <laughs> be as separate from the rest of them as possible. Which is not really possible, but he's doing his best. So, uh, where y'all staying? Or, I'm sorry. Where, how long y'all staying? Not long, I hope. Is this the type of place people leave normally? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, some, sure, yeah. How long have you been here? Oh, man, I, I've been here forever. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Guido Antonucci. Yeah, you can call me Charlie. Everybody calls me Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, don't mention it. Hey, look, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of the place so far, huh? It's, uh, it looks like it was beautiful once. Yeah, it still is in its own way. You just, you get used to it, you know? Do you live here on the grounds? In the oh, hotel? yeah, yeah, I got an apartment. Yeah. What room? Oh, I'm down in the basement. Say, you know, listen, I ain't gonna talk nothing bad. I cast no aspersions on the dining room, but listen, if you want like a nice home-cooked meal, why don't you all come over to my apartment? I'll cook for you. What That's do you say? Lovely. Yeah. Oh man, I'd love the company. That'd be something. That'd be that'd be just aces. I think we need to shower and have a change of clothes. First. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Take your time. Just listen. Whenever you're ready, you just swing on down there. Just down to the basement. I'll I, shit. You come back to the elevator. I'll take you down there myself. How high up is the sixth floor? What kind of question is that? Six floors up. We've been talking this entire time and the elevator's going. We still haven't reached the sixth floor. Yeah, she ain't as fast as she used to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to take this too fast. And, you know, this old girl, she, she ain't what she used to be. But uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll get there when we're meant to get there. In fact, Sandra, it, the elevator rattles to a stop. See what I tell you. And he slides open the metal door. Your, doors are your rooms are just out there down on your left. Thank you. Yeah, anytime. Don't mention it. Hey, you come in for dinner, right? The basement, right? Yeah, you just come back here. We'll take you down there. Absolutely. Thank you. And Cassandra will start to walk out towards the room. 
yeah, Geneva exits, and as soon as she's out of there, she relaxes a little bit. Hey, you have a great night, okay? Get some rest, you know, rest up. You look like you could use it, you know? Uh, Michael is going to, like, walk beside Geneva uh, and kind of lean close to her and whisper, are we actually... Are we actually going to go to the basement? (laughs) Once they're a few steps away, and presumably he can no longer hear them if they talk quieter, (laughs) she says, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Let's just get cleaned up. He looks very embarrassed. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's not supposed to be like, I was a little bit worried about doing it because I was like, I don't want it to be like a joke. Uh, but he literally saw somebody's head get blown off and got chased and, and shot at a whole bunch of stuff. And he's kind of a coward. So it's like, you probably would have pissed his pants a little bit. Um, but it's hard to not make it a joke. So you don't feel like pathetic towards him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. She like is pointedly not looking like at his pants or anything like that when she says it. Like she's like, you know, we will go clean up. She's trying to not, you know, be a dick about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you'll have your own keys. The rooms are kind of in pairs, you know, even on one side, odd on the other. Uh, even on one side, odd on the other, uh, one across. And uh, yeah, do you all just kind of head into your respective rooms? I think yeah. before we do, um, Mark will mention we might want, well, we might want to go down to the basement. Uh, before, when when we were in Abigail Wright's apartment, we we found a napkin. It it was a had a map on it. It showed it apparently showed the basement and the elevator and the a room Mac that was marked JL bottle, I think. Oh, and we need to. Isn't there something about bottles? Yeah. 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 Honestly, at this point, I kind of feel like we should just... Anytime... I mean, we're not going to be in any more danger than we are right now. We're in constant danger or constantly no danger. It's hard to tell because Cassandra's back. But anytime anybody offers us anything or asks us to do something... I mean, I think the thing is to do it now, right? The only way out is through, right? I agree. The only way out is through. When we're saying this, does Geneva look hesitant or? <laughs> we all pivot directly yeah. and look at her. She's creepy. The only way out is through. I know. Is there something I would have to roll to have her try and hide her emotions? Because I think she's very specifically playing her cards, you know, close to her chest in regards to that. Yeah, roll. um, Let me see here. Let me give that some thought because there's no like deception roll, right? It says persuade, but they're not really trying to actively persuade. Um, Well, usually I roll human to see. Yeah, for other people, right? Yeah. So I would say either roll constitution or power to just try to keep your composure. And then whoever wants to try to pick up on it, roll human, competing human. I would, but mine is 69. 
Nice. (laughs) What a reason. (laughs) I love you, Jack. Um, Yeah, I don't think Michael's really... uh, He's so inwardly focused right now. I don't think he's picking up on anything, so I'm not going to roll it. Sure. Okay. Yeah, then I think she just kind of gives like a little nod and then just kind of goes into her room. Stoic. Yeah, absolutely stoic. So as you all head into your rooms... They appear entirely mundane. Uh, There's two double beds, what looks to be a couch, a flat screen television on a dresser, uh, a charging station slash clock radio, two bedside lamps, an overhead light, air conditioner, and curtains. Oddly enough, it looks strangely modern compared with the rest of the place. Like a flat screen TV is probably the last thing you'd expect to see in here given the state uh, of the overall establishment. Um... There are curtains that are drawn, and uh, there's a bathroom, gleaming white, new towels marked with this beautifully embroidered golden bee and new sealed soaps. Everything smells freshly cleaned. Uh, Michael is going to immediately take off all of his clothes, stuff them in the bag, uh, leave the bag outside, and have a long, hot shower. Geneva is going to search her room for... I don't even know. I don't think she even knows what, but it's just kind of standard procedure for her. <laughs> like normally she'd like be looking for bugs or anything like that, but she has no idea what to expect here. So she's just going through the motions of all the usual places she would check for anything. So any pictures, drawers, hidden drawers, vents, anything like that. She's just meticulously going through it. Sure. Go ahead and roll search. Ooh, success. Yeah, 61 to 73. So there are vents uh, for you know the, the air conditioning and the heat and everything else. Nothing out of the ordinary or, or strange. No secret compartments or doors or anything like that. Um, you do s- s- kind of uh, set aside the curtains to look out the window. And uh, there, there is no window. It's just the wallpaper just continues. Ooh. Um Okay, so out of character, I picked claustrophobia as her next uh, disorder. Beautiful. The helplessness of her like going out into that room, but then not being able to do literally anything about it. Right. I think just triggered some things when she's in a space and she feels like she's helpless. It just kind of triggers something in her. So I think she's back to being really tense again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so the door, you can come and go as you as you please. Uh, But yeah, there are no are no windows. Cool. <laughs> She'll go into the bathroom and not take a full shower, but just kind of use the sink water to, you know, splash on her face and try and half of it's to freshen it up and half of it is just to try to, you know, psychological freshen up, I guess. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, well, uh, oh, Mark, I was going to say, when you had that dream about the bottle, did you do you remember if you passed your luck roll or not or did you fail? I think you failed. I totally forgot. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, if you go to sleep, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Okay. But I mean, it has been several days for Mark living out of hotel rooms in the same dirty clothes. Yeah. Uh, Mark is gonna, gonna look around the room. Is, is there a change of clothes here? Nope. So just, just the robe, uh, hanging in the closet. Okay. 
Well, and a, and like one of those plastic um, laundry bags that some mm-hmm. hotels have, uh, you know, embroidered with hotel brothel bin that you can drop your clothes in. Yeah. Uh, Mark is also going to put his clothes in in that bag and uh, and uh, put it out. Is, is there a house phone? Uh, there is. Old school rotary phone. Mark's going to dial zero. Front desk is Elmer. How am I help you? Yeah, Elmer, could uh, could you send somebody to uh, pick up my clothes right away? I, Absolutely, Mr. They, Hansom. Yeah, that'd yeah, be we'll, good. Thank we'll get you. Somebody up there right away. You bet, sir. No problem. All right. Um. Yeah. Goodbye. And he hangs up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> And Mark's yeah, going to take a uh, nice, nice hot shower. When uh, Cassandra gets into her room, uh, I assume it's just as modern as everybody else's. Yeah, modern-ish. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Flat screen so rotary phone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. She'll, uh, she'll take out the play that I assume, that I assume is still in her back pocket. Oh, no, that's gone. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, so she'll check for it, it because it's usually placed in her back pocket, but then when she feels that it's not there, she'll... There'll, there's this moment of relief, but then also panic uh, that something else is going to happen, something worse. She's going to get a hold of something or something's going to happen to her. Um, and so she rushes to the bathroom, and sheds off all of her clothes, and just takes a moment to stare at herself in the mirror, uh, seeing the blood stains and the wear and tear of the past 20 years on her face and in her badly cut hair. Um, and she's going to go ahead and lift. Uh, what kind of toilet is it? Um, like, a, like it's a standard, normal porcelain deal with the lid and the, the seat. Yeah. Okay. So she's going to take up the lid uh, that's on the back uh, and she's going to smash the bath- bathroom mirror with it repeatedly. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you you go to town, and eventually the you know the the mirror it breaks easily, uh, but eventually the the lid itself just cracks and breaks. And when that happens, uh, she'll just drop the pieces in the sink. She's got a bit of a cut on her hand. Uh, from the porcelain uh, and just having that moment to let her anger out she steps into the shower and finally washes off all of her blood so everybody's showering that's good y'all stank it's about time you stank Huba <laughs> <laughs> stank what um so yeah you all I mean it, it's a the water pressure is nice the temperature is nice like you can get used to this. This is probably the nicest accommodations you've had uh, since you woke up in that house in that Boston suburb. Yeah, Michael's staying here forever. He's not going to the creepy murderer's basement to be eaten for dinner. <laughs> We're going to become prunes. <laughs> He's just going to sleep in the bed and shower in the shower and order room service. Have fun. Ooh, is there a mini bar? There is not. Oh. Darn. 
I was kind of hoping there'd be like a like a little bar, but set up with like all of our specific vices and interests. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been that would have been cool. Yeah, no cocaine for me. Um, <laughs> no M and M's for Mark. Uh, yeah, so she'll get out of the shower. Uh, Cassandra will get out of the shower and uh, she'll dry herself up. Put on the robe. Does it? It feel like everything feels new, right? Like, yeah. Even though things look peeled and a little bit dilapidated, everything just kind of feels like it's fresh and laundered and everything. Oddly enough, yeah. Like it is just, it is soft and just luxurious, and it feels almost like it was made for you. Well, I guess with that, yeah, she'll uh, she'll frown a little bit, but then put back on her bloody clothes and uh she's gonna head towards the room that's next to her uh i assume mark would take that room right yeah that was gonna say mark probably it was probably cassie mark and then geneva and michael and i'll say geneva is probably in the hallway she like got out of that room pretty quickly so she's just leaning against the wall when you come out geneva Feel better? Uh, for the most part, I cut my hand a bit, but it's fine. <laughs> she almost, there's like a little bit of a smile. She's not sure if she should laugh when you mention your cut hand, considering everything else, but then she just gives a little nod. It's uh, the least pain I've felt this entire weekend. <laughs> yeah, I imagine... This place is intentionally inviting. Just be careful. Why aren't you in your room? Never been much for hotel rooms. I don't like to sit in one for too long. With my with my uh, base humid score of sixty nine, uh, would I be <laughs> able to tell that? <laughs> would I be able to tell that maybe she's fibbing or that she's hiding something from me? You may have to roll. Damn it. All right, I'll roll. If you want to roll Persuade there, uh, Geneva. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, I fail. Yeah, with a 90 out of 50 for Geneva and a 9 out of 69 for Cassie. Uh, She's, she's, I mean, you're telling the truth, right? Yeah, but I'd say there's maybe a level of discomfort and restlessness that she's trying, like she's trying to play it cool, but there's definitely, you know, some discomfort that she's feeling like you. Yeah. Like you notice, like if, if Geneva has her arms crossed, like the, her index finger is picking at the nail on her thumb, almost unconsciously like fidgeting. Yeah. It's just one of those things that strikes, stands out to you. I very gently place, uh, fingertips on that hand that she's picking at. You know, this is the end, right? Fortunately, no, I don't. You'll get used to it. Maybe you won't. I'm starting to talk like one of them now. Look, even if we somehow do whatever, make it out is through, whatever that means, there'll be another job after this. And we're going to have to live with everything that happened here while dealing with whatever's going to happen there. So... Don't get comfortable. It's not over. 
it's strange. I, I thought I'd be more anxious about all of this. But being here now after 20 years, finally here, it's hard not to feel some kind of... Relaxed isn't the right word. Not even satisfied. It's just... It feels like I, I solved a, a puzzle. Be careful with that feeling. Don't trust it. Should we check on Michael? Sure. And Mark, too, I guess. Sounded like he had something he wanted to talk about. Yeah. I'll knock on Michael's door. Cassie will stay with her for now. Uh, he answers, uh, wearing a robe. How are you doing? <laughs> she kind of asked that with a little smile, being like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I expect him to answer this either. Oh, fuck, Geneva, I don't know. Bad? <laughs> pretty All bad. Right. I'm pretty bad. How are you? Yeah, same. Cool. Uh, so, what are we doing? I think we should figure that out. Let's get Mark. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, and he does seem a little looser, uh, than he has for the last little while. Like, maybe, like, all of that crazy shit that happened, and the, like, crying and the vomiting and whatnot. Um, he seems a little, a little lighter. Is he gonna wear the, the robe to Mark's room? Oh, yeah, for sure. His clothes are not wearable and in a bag and hopefully have already been whisked away to be cleaned. Oh, is the bag still sitting outside the door? Nope. Wonderful. Mark's has gone as well. So yeah, he follows them to, to Mark's room. Who knocks? I'll knock. You hear a knock, Mark. I would say uh, Mark was actually kind of next to the door, and when he hears a knock, uh, it the door opens immediately, and uh, he looks out and he goes, Cassie, I, I thought I heard you out here. Everything okay? Uh, yeah, Geneva said that you wanted to talk about something. Um, well, yeah, like, what's going on? What are we going to do? How? How the heck are we going to get out of here? Can we come in? Oh, yeah, yeah. He opens the door all the way and, um, you know, there's uh, probably a towel on the bed and, you know, he's in a robe. He, he looks a little bit sheepish, but please come, come in. So this dinner... Do you think we should go? I mean, I agree with Michael. I think that at this point, we need to find any hint we can on how to get out of here. That, I don't, I'm not sure if you understood what I meant. That wasn't, that wasn't it. We're not getting out of here. 
whatever is going to happen to us, whatever thing that has started this, whatever this is, it decides what happens. So if somebody offers us something, we should take it, because if we don't, it's going to shove it down our throats. Oh, you want to go down to the cannibal basement? I thought that was a no-go for you. Uh, that was Brett the player saying he wasn't going down to the murder <laughs> basement to be eaten for dinner. Michael's like, are we fucking doing this or what? But yeah. Feel... Um, do I want to? No. Of course I don't. I'm not insane. That man is going to chop us into little bits and serve us to his friends for dinner. I want to have you f- over for dinner. Is that what he said? I want to have you for dinner. <laughs> um, No, he's going to do something horrible to us, but we can't avoid it. If we um, say no, if we plan to go down to the dining room, we'll get into the elevator and the elevator will take us there. Or if we're not supposed to go there, we'll never end up there, even if we want to. Or maybe men with shotguns and masks will come looking for us. Exactly. Not here, at least. Not while we're playing by the rules. Exactly. Hey, Something's Cassand- keeping them out from here. Cassandra? Yes. That thing that you do where you make me learn stuff? Are you are you the one that does that? What do you mean? Like is that because of you? I'm it's not intentional if it is. Okay. Listen, if you try it again, I don't care anymore. I don't. But just give me a heads up next time, because it scares the shit out of me, okay? Yes, I promise. Okay. You think it'll help here? It might. What are the what are the demons that we've we've know have been mentioned or brought up or involved in all of this? Are you asking, is Cassandra asking Michael, or are you asking this? Just in general, yeah, she's asking the party. Oh. Uh, Michael's uh, eyes will get a little glassy, and he'll rattle them off. Uh, which I'm assuming is connected to his thing, right, Vince? Yep. Okay. Well, no, so you don't you don't know the names themselves. Um, but if you if you were to hear the names, you would know how to get in contact with specific ones. Okay, but I retain the information. Like when when people mention the names, I retain that information connected to that name, right? Right. So he will rattle off the ones of the names of people that he has information for. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not not all of the, the 72 or whatever. He doesn't know that. Yeah. Well, we could start with your fiance. I'd rather not, but... Who fucking cares what I want, right? Let's do it. Oddly enough, though, it's not like it was before. Like, you remember Ophelia's number. Mm -hmm. But there's not that compulsion that was there before whenever Cassie would say one of these names. Gotcha. Is Cassie going to say a name? Citri. Do I get the flash of insight? That's just your fiance's last name. Huh. 
I guess it does matter what I want sometimes. Inexplicably. Parson was another one you remember, Cassie, if you wanted to try that. Well, I want I want to know if he's able to contact her. Or Cassandra wants to know if he's able to contact her. Well, my fiance? Well, yeah, I mean, so, so we as players know that that's your feeling, but Cassandra does not know that that you, that you have that last loss of connection. Well, he just laughed and said, it does matter sometimes what I want inexplicably. So when you go, I want you to be able to contact her, he'll say, my fiance? Uh, yes. I, I, I mean, I he's could. Not, he's. It's different. It just took the name last time. And he got all creepy. It's not something changed. Do you think it's his place? Do you feel it changed? I don't remember what happened the last times. So, yeah, I remember this. It didn't... Yeah, I didn't have that... That thing. But uh, I still remember her phone number, but she's just, you know... And I'm, I'm not calling her. Absolutely no way we're bringing anyone into this at this point. <laughs> I think he should. Well, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that, Cassie. Fine, then. We'll try another one. Person. Nope. Nothing. I want to uh, look around the room and especially uh, at my companions. Do I see anything that looks like it is glowing or anything like that? Nope. Oh, okay. Michael, you said that you don't feel that same lack of agency when a name is mentioned. Mm-hmm. I don't have the book anymore. I don't... I mean... Y'all were glowing before. I don't see any of that now. It must be the hotel. Maybe those were meant to... guide us here, and now that we're here, they're pointless. Geneva, what's different for you? Uh... I mean, nothing I can feel or see or notice now. When we were running from those people in masks, I I just had a sense of where to go. I don't know if it will still work in here because I'm not being chased by a man with a shotgun. <laughs> but I would hazard a guess to say that if we were to get chased by men with shotguns again, maybe... I would be clueless. Hmm. Well, I think this place is great. No? Nobody else? Hot showers? Clean clothes? No weird powers anymore? I don't know. I've... I've been... carrying all of this for the past 20 years. It's hard to feel... something different. I'm not gonna lie... These last few days, this has felt like an inevitability. And, uh, well, now that we're here, I almost feel relieved. 
Cassandra is actually going to stand up and reach over to the phone in the room uh, as everybody else is talking, and she'll press zero. Front desk, this is Elmer. How may I help you? Hi, Elmer. This is Cassandra in room 601. Uh, hey, hey, Cassandra, how can I, how can I help you? Uh, yes, Elmer. Um, four burgers and uh, eight beers. 24 beers. <laughs> we all get a six pack. <laughs> uh, which is not the math for that. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Croy, but uh, that's those tokens that we gave you are for. You just head on down to the dining room, get yourself something to eat down there. So you don't do room service? Can't recall I ever said I did. She just hang up on him. They don't do room service. It's just the dining room, dining hall. Well, you want to go down? Well, let's get this over with then. Now are you going to the dining room or are you going to Charlie's? Good question. Well, I mean, when we get to the elevator, he's going to be in there. Right. <laughs> Are there stairs that you could take, just in case? <laughs> <laughs> Don't, yeah, there, social situations. We have there to are, walk past the elevator to get to the stairs. <laughs> there are stairs. There are stairs that you could get to. I mean, we could go down to the dining room for a drink first. I mean, I'd rather be a little... You know, if I'm gonna... Get eaten. Yeah, I vote... Fuck it. I vote we do the basement at some point for dinner. If we want to go get a drink first, fine, but we should follow all potential avenues. Um, Before we do, uh, I got a hunch. Um, Michael, is your gun still working? Uh, Michael will pull his gun and fire it into the ceiling. Legit. Yep, he's just pulling it and firing one shot into the ceiling. Yep, it goes off, and your Ooh. ears are ringing with the sounds of a gunshot, and there is a neat bullet hole in the ceiling of the hotel room, and your phone begins to ring. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like, jumps like he didn't really expect it to work. Um, I didn't either. And then, like, his cell phone or the phone in the room? The phone in the room. Yeah, Mark goes over and picks up the phone. Uh, hello? Mr. Handsome, Elmer from the yeah. front desk. Yes, sir. Sir, listen, we are so very happy to have you with us finally after all this time. Now, I do have to ask that we refrain from firing our firearms inside the premises. Please and thank you. We're getting some complaints from the guests about the noise and the smell. Oh, yeah, no, we... Uh we was just cleaning it and it went off. I'm, it won't happen again, I promise. It tends to happen when you fiddle with things, doesn't it? Yeah. Do Take be more careful, fingers. Mr. Handsome. All right. All right. I'll hang up. Okay. Uh, Michael will have already shot Geneva an apologetic look. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... Yeah, she's probably just hard to read at that moment. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I totally expected for that to be like a little stick with a flag on it that said bang. 
I mean, what does it matter if we have weapons? Well, at least there's, I mean, there, that's something. It's not, it's not, it's nothing. We've seen, he points at Cassandra. It doesn't mean anything. Do you want it? And he holds it out. Yeah, Mark will take it. I'd feel better with it. Yeah. I mean, we've been helpless here, down here for a long time. Down here, out here, around here. Well, if it makes you feel better, it's all yours. Well, Mark is wearing a robe, so I guess he puts it in the pocket of his robe. Yeah, I guess Michael had his in the pocket of his robe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all all of you are just in robes. (laughs) Here's a theory, a thought. If they they want to set this masquerade, I assume, uh, they keep telling us that we're going to go there when we're supposed to go there. Perhaps it's a better idea to maybe go to the basement first since it's it seems maybe the furthest away from like furthest out of the progression of things I mean you go to a dining hall and you expect there to be fine dining and then after that drinks and dancing maybe there's something else in the basement that maybe we should experience first I I mean I understand what you're saying I do I don't think anything we do is gonna lead to an unexpected result and I would love to have a drink before going down there I'll go wherever you all go here's how about this Cassandra if it seems like it's getting I was gonna say if it seems like it's getting all roomy we'll just leave but whatever's gonna happen it's gonna happen I don't think Whichever place we go to first is going to make a difference. Well, then we should get going. Uh, and as we start to file out, I'm actually going to check the uh, nightstand drawer to see if there's any kind of like Bible or, you know, King and Yellow playbook in there. Uh, there is not. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, Michael will pat the other pocket of his robe to make sure he's got his tokens and head towards the elevator. I, I think before we leave, Mark's going to mention, did y'all search your rooms? Yes. No. You find, it, find anything? No. Maybe, yes. I think just for, uh, since we're here, and just to be thorough, maybe we should, uh, we should search, search our rooms. There's no windows. It's the only thing I found. Mark goes to the window, the shades, and throws them open. No windows. I'll be daggone. Is it just like a curtain rod placed against the wall with curtains over it? Or is it like... Exactly. Okay. I'm not entirely sure there's an outside. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Mark's going to search the rest of his room. All right, yeah, go ahead and roll search. Okay. Uh, I'll help him. I don't know okay. if that does anything. Oh, that's a failure out of se- ninety-eight out of seventy-six. Yeah, yeah. You're just you're you're kind of still baffled by the odd lack of windows, but still curtains and shades being thrown up. Um, this, but you, you don't find anything, at least as far as you can tell. 
Ah, but Cassie with a 66 out of 73. Um, yeah, you also don't find anything. Okay. I don't see anything in here. I think... I don't think there's... I don't know how to explain it, but I don't think the things that they want hidden are here. I think everything that's here is very as it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, I I don't think so either. I just... There's a... There's a part of my mind that still is... Uh, I just got... Whenever I go on a case, I just got this list of things to do. No, I'm just checking them off. It's good. I just think in this weird way that this is the most transparent thing that we've ever been able to find ourselves in. It, that everything else has been so confusing, full of symbolism, and this feels very matter-of-fact. I have a feeling that if we find anything that looks like it's hidden while we're here, it's because they wanted us to find it. Exactly. To dinner, then. Or at least drinks. I would say a, a a side quest on that mission would be to uh, get retrieve our clothes, but at this point, I'm guessing that we'll probably be okay with with the robes. Michael is more than happy in his rope. Well, I mean, David ba- is in her clothes, so she's yeah. There. I mean, there are bags outside your rooms. I will check the bag. Yeah, it's freshly laundered clothing. Oh, sweet. Mark puts on his uh, fresh clothes. I think Michael will put on a pair of underwear, uh, but he's going to keep the robe on. Okay. Uh, barefoot, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. You're going to get tetanus in a place like this. <laughs> I do not think he cares. <laughs> <laughs> he literally watched someone he knew get their head blown off and then, <laughs> like, <true>. recorporate. <laughs> He is, I think he's completely given up. Uh, and he's also like just been terrified. You know when like people get so scared that they like cross the hump and then they go like a little crazy and they're like, nothing matters. Everything is fine. This was the only way for my brain to protect itself. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, seeing, just, just real quick, just seeing that they've already got their clothes laundered back, um, uh, Cassandra wants to go and just real quick check in the bathroom to see if like the sink and the toilet and the mirror are all broken still. Nope. Uh, okay. She'll walk out. Meet with the others. Everything all right? Um, um, Mark says that to uh, Cassie as she comes out of her room. I'm sorry, but my headphones fell out. Uh, what'd you say? Everything all right? Uh, it depends on who you're asking. But if you're asking me, mm-hmm. I think they're as okay as they're going to be from here on out. All right. Well, things are looking up then. Something like that. So how are you getting down there? Taking the stairs, taking the elevator? Mark will head towards the elevator. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Elevator. Yeah. Yeah, There is. Well, actually, 
Geneva will take the stairs. <laughs> she starts to go to the elevator and then like she gets a really uncomfortable feeling again and she'll just kind of say, I'll meet you guys down there. I'm going to take the stairs. Oh, um, no. I can go. We- I, I can go with her. It's fine. Yeah, no, we should split up. Yeah, let's all go together. Okay. Yeah, Look, if you get in go. trouble on that those stairs and you get shot without your gun, I'm gonna feel like a piece of doo doo. Well, I have mine, so. Yeah. Also, if I get shot on the stairs, I'll probably just meet you in the lobby. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> I wouldn't count on anything mark all right so yeah you head down several flights of stairs about six and arrive back down in the lobby and uh you see the sign again for the dining room and you step inside and it's a low ceilinged narrow dining room there's one long wall covered in these small uh glass windowed doors each each hinged window is filled with uh, like a freshly made food item uh, slid into place, presumably by employees on the far side of the wall. So an old school automat style setup. Um, there's a sign that, uh, you know, kind of advertises what's available and for how much, uh, but you all have your tokens, your complimentary tokens for the, from the hotel. Uh, there's things like steak sandwiches and, uh, and soups and coffee, no alcohol, unfortunately, but uh, there are slots next to each window to accept the tokens that you all have been uh, provided. There's a large, often lit fireplace um, burning uh, in the opposite wall. Uh, a lot of these cramped wooden chairs uh, set throughout the, the dining room where various people are, are seated. Um, yeah, what do you do? Is there, is there someone that looks like they work here in there? Is there like a bar that we can go to or? Yeah. No employees working, working the floor, no bar or anything like that. Uh, Michael will go back to the front counter, uh, until almost like middle-aged soccer mom about to make a complaint, walk towards it. Like he's leaning forward a little. (laughs) Oh, to the front desk, to the front desk. In your your bathrobe. (laughs) Yeah. Very entitled. Yeah. Uh, but he went, uh, uh, that part was a joke, but he will actually walk back to the front desk. Yeah, Elmer looks up and says, yeah, what can I do for you? Hey, um, hi, I would, uh, is there a place to get a beer? Can I get a beer here? I'm afraid not, not on the premises, sir. Oh, <laughs> that upsets me. Um, listen, this place is great. There's gotta be... Why is there no nowhere to get a drink here? Is that for a purpose? Not particularly, no. Okay. Don't think right. a, a hotel this large being dry is a little peculiar? Or something else I can help you all with? <laughs> he is so done with us. <laughs> cool. Great. Nope, that's everything. Uh, thank you very much. Actually, uh, if you don't mind, um, Mark, can I see that? And she points out the pocket that his gun is in. Who is she saying that to? To Mark. Okay. 
Yeah, um, Mark has changed now, and uh, his, the gun is in his shoulder holster, holster. But if she points in that general direction, he'll figure out what she means. He uh, reaches in uh, to the and pulls out his gun. Um, I already had a conversation with uh, with Elmer here. He, he, be careful with that. All right. I will. We did indeed, Mr. Handsome. I'm afraid if uh, we go about willy-nilly flashing our firearms and shooting them in this establishment, well, your dinner privileges are going to be revoked. What does that entail? Dinner. What is dinner for us? In the dining room, the tokens. But what is the dinner? Have you been to the dining room yet? No, we were on our way, actually. You were just in there. With the, yeah, we were just there. Oh, we were? Oh, the, the, autom- the automat with the sandwiches and the coffee. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I had a cat on my computer again. Oh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, scratch that. Rewind it. Yeah, it was only when uh, we discovered there was no liquor to be had in the dining room uh, that Michael stomped towards the Michael soccer room. mom did. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Scratch that. Um we have been to the dining room, yes, the dining hall. Is there a question? I do have a question, actually. If I were to shoot you in the head right here, what would happen to us? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Geneva walks away. She's just not want to be part of whatever is about to happen. <laughs> Mark moves a little closer. Wow. Uh, Michael follows Geneva for sure. <laughs> Well, I'm afraid we'd have to ask you to leave. And you'd have to take your chances out there with them. Okay. Thank you. And uh, she'll hand the gun back to Mark. Thank you. Mark puts it away quickly. We'll be now, I hope to- I'm not going to have any further trouble with y'all. Like I said, we've been expecting you for quite some time and are genuinely excited to have you here with us. But don't make me regret that now. To the dining hall, then. Enjoy your meal, Ms. Reese. I'm sorry, Miss Troy. For the first time since she's uh, been at the hotel, and uh, Mark would see her sort of shudder, uh, considering the entire time she's been mostly very flat and emotionless. This is like him saying that uh, sort of made her shiver a bit. Uh, she walks away, and she'll head. She'll follow. Um, Michael and Geneva to the dining hall. Um, Mark's got a really high humant 84. Um, would I be able to read any more from, from Cassie's reaction to that? I'd, I'd say probably just, I mean, she's clearly unsettled by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, just uh, Reese was uh, Cassie's maiden name. Is that what's going on yes. here? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I remembered correctly. Yeah, it's just her maiden name. As as Cassie turns and walks away, um, Mark continues looking at Elmer for a little bit longer. Uh, gives him a wink and and just uh, kind of a half smile and says, uh, "She's a doozy, ain't she?" Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And Mark turns and walks after her. 
when Michael and Geneva have sort of walked away, if they're heading towards the dining room, uh, Michael will stop her and be like, well, if there's no drinks there and we're not going to have dinner, we might as well just go to the basement. Hmm? I agree. Who knows? Maybe he's got hooch. I... I mean, I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I just really don't want to see where he makes it first. Well, holy you know, shit. Look at these guys. Oh, ho. Is that... Is that Meshach? That was your name, right? In Madison? Is this Charlie or who is it? Is this Merc? You see that seer sucker suit? Yeah. Mm, okay. This dude knows where to get pal. a drink. Yeah, <laughs> follow him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think when when we see Mark, uh, Mark will turn to the <laughs> turn turn to Michael and say, "Follow this man if you want a drink." Uh, Michael immediately starts walking towards him. Oh, oh, I don't know you two, but I know you two. Hey, where's the other? Where's, where's the other ones? Uh, what was it? What, uh, what was the name? Jenny? Jenny and Ira. Was it Ira? Was it something? Uh, yeah, Ira. I don't know Ira. Yeah, he called himself something else. Oh. I, um, with an M. Morgan? Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. yeah, where are those two? They're, uh, they're in a play. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, you two, no, I definitely know you two. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you finally out of that fucking loony bin, huh? Did we see Mark in the loony bin? Nope. No. But he's, talk he's talking oh. to Geneva and Michael. Oh, oh, he's not, oh, okay, he's talking to the other two. Yeah. Okay. Do, we don't recognize him, though, right? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I was like, did I miss something? I she kind of raises an eyebrow when he like does that to them. Yeah, I think Michael's gonna give him like a like a finger gun or something and be like, "Hey, yeah, nice to uh, nice to see you again." Hey, do you know where someone could possibly get a drink in this place? Would you believe they don't have a fucking bar in this joint? I know it's ridiculous. But you have something, right? Yeah, I see too. Fuck yeah, I got something. You want something? Please. All right, look. We'll go. We'll head upstairs. I got something for you. Wonderful. Sorry, I'm a little uh, on the emotions down at himself. Underdressed. Nah, fuck it. You're fine. I'm sorry. I don't seem to remember where we've met. What do you mean? I mean, I don't recall you, but you seem to know who we are. Man, that place must have done a number on you, huh? Who do you think I am? Geneva. Yeah, when he says her actual name and not her code name, she looks a little disturbed. <laughs> Are we doing this or what? You want to come? I was going to get a sandwich. I can get that fucking later. That's fine. We going upstairs? I am going definitely upstairs, then. coming upstairs with you. All right, let's go. Well, wait, perhaps we mm -hmm. were on our way to a, a dinner. 
in the basement. Would you want to come to that with us? Oh, with Charlie? Yes. Yeah, I've been down there before. Look, just you want to drink or not? Yes, we do. And Michael turns and looks at everyone one by one. Mark, is there something we should know about the basement? Nah, Charlie's a good guy. Fine, we should get a drink then. Upstairs. He looks at he looks at a Misha. She she alright? She's acting kind of fucking loony. Been a long day, Mark. Ain't that the fucking truth, huh? Alright. And uh, he leads you to the elevator. Is it Charlie at the controls? It is, yep. Uh, what floor are you going to exactly? I'll just take the stairs and meet you. Nah, it's quicker. Come on, this way. We'll be waiting for fucking ever. Come on. She hesitates. She really does not want to get on that elevator, but she will eventually after everyone else does. Nah, there you go. I think when Geneva hesitates, Michael will look at her somewhat pleadingly. Yeah, she gets on. Hey, Charlie, take me up, huh? Hey, you got a mock, no problem. Hey, you guys are still coming over for dinner later, right? Oh, definitely. We're just getting Wouldn't a drink. miss it. Oh, man, all right. Hey, going up. And he takes you up. What floor are we going to? Oh, seven. Does anybody say anything? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> mm, yeah, no. I think we all do that elevator thing where people just kind of nod their heads a little bit and look at yeah. the walls. <laughs> cool story. All right. Yeah. Big gulp, huh? <laughs> it's great radio. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He takes you, uh, takes you up to the seventh floor and Mark leads you to his room. And uh, you go inside and uh, it's room 714. And he opens the door and the first thing you notice is on his bed is just it, it's it just a crazy amount of what looks to be mining equipment. Oh, I'm sorry. Does it look cute? Sorry, I apologize. It's it's room 591 on the fifth floor. Oh, okay. So fifth floor. It looks to be it, it's it's mining equipment. It's got to be from like the 20s or the 30s. Like it's lamps, lamp oil, mining helmets, batteries, um, rope, just all sorts of stuff. Does it look like it's been used in recently? Yeah. Oh yeah. So like there's oil and dirt on the on the bed as well. Okay. Yep. Hey, come on in, and he he reaches into uh, one of the dresser drawers and pulls out like an old mason jar filled with just clear. Presumably alcohol. Ooh. I don't like that you said presumably. Yeah, I mean, it could be bad Because <laughs> you can't tell. Drinking. I mean, he, he, he screws. He screws yeah, he screws the lid off and hands it to you. He's like, this is some great A shit. Great A hooch, right? Yeah, huh? Yeah, there is no hesitation whatsoever. Uh, and Michael takes a swig. It's like drinking rubbing alcohol. But it gets the job done. Yeah, he coughs, um, like splutters a little bit, uh, and then hands it, like motions to one of the others to see if they want to take it. Goes, good stuff. 
Geneva shakes will take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mark definitely does not take a drink. Yeah, he'll hand it to Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra will take it and she'll sip on it, uh, drink a little bit of it back. Uh, unlike Michael, though, it seems that maybe she's a little bit more of a, uh, a pro at, at this. And there's a little bit of a wince as she swallows, but then she hands it over back to Mark. That's good shit, right? Is it moonshine? Yeah. I haven't had that since college. No better time than now, right? Here, here. My mic won't go for another swig. Mark, what is this equipment? Oh, this is from the Whisper Labyrinth. What's that? It's where the bottles are. So the bottles aren't on the night floors? No, they're down. Gotta find mine. What happens when you find yours? I wish I knew. I just have to find it. Hey, does everybody have their own bottle that belongs just to them? Or do you just need to get one? Anyone? Oh, if you're here, you got your own. Do you do you know anything about Patsu? Patsu? Pat... What is that? Is that huge? It could be. I'm I not, can't. Not not, sure. Don't know. I don't know Patsu. Isn't that Patsu? Patsu, Pat. Uh, yeah, not not ringing any bells. Where did you dig for the labyrinth? Well, it's down below the basements. Mark, you um. You wouldn't have some tools you could loan us, would you? What were you thinking about going down there? Well, like you said, everybody's got to find their own bottle. All right. All right. Uh, Mayhaps I could uh, provide you with some provisions. You just let me come with you. Finding the door, though, that's on you. Sounds fair. I mean, we're gonna head down and see Charlie first. Alright, tell you what. Charlie needs something done for him. You help him out, I'll make sure he tells you where to find the door to the labyrinth. I'll meet you down there. I'll bring this equipment. We'll see what we can find, huh? I think that's fair. I think we can do that, right? Michael will nod. That's aces. Cassandra will take another drink of the hooch. Um, uh, this one is a little bit bigger. And uh, then she'll hand the, jar, the mason jar back to Mark. Actually, she'll, she'll extend it over to our Mark, uh, Meshach, first before to see if he wants it. Mark takes the... Um the 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 jar in his hand and seems to be thinking about something I don't know what would it be appropriate to roll here okay probably like if this were D&D I would either roll wisdom or charisma 
And what are you trying to do? I'm basically trying to resist the peer pressure to drink. Uh, roll power. Power. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um. Ooh, 87 out of 70. Mark looks down at the uh, jar and he looks back up at Cassie. Is, is Cassie just like looking around the room or, or is she looking directly at Mark at this point? She's looking at Mark, but not in like a come on, uh, do it all the right. cool kids are doing it sort of way, but just as a like, you know, naturally, like just trying to be courteous. But seeing, seeing that her eyes are on him, he uh, he lifts the glass up. He, he takes probably much too big of a drink. Than for than he should. Nice, okay. And uh, starts coughing. <laughs> oh, that's there you go. Yeah, <laughs> take it like a champ. <sighs> oh, what? Mike. Michael's what gonna slap that? his back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can't feel my lips. Oh, that's how you know it's doing its magic, man. Mark just feebly hands the jar back to uh, uh, Mark Rourke. All right. Michael will probably intercept it for one more quick swig and then hand it back to Mark. Thank you, Mark. Hey, don't mention it, huh? Remember, do that favor for Charlie. He'll tell you how to find it. I'll meet you down there. You, just, you let me come with you. Don't leave without me now. We wouldn't dream of it. Honestly, Mark, you're the nicest person we've met so far, so we'll <laughs> wait for you. Nice. The fuck you talking about? Jesus Christ. I, I appreciate that, but you obviously don't know me fuck all, but I appreciate hey. You gave me a free drink. <laughs> Seems pretty nice to me. Well, you ain't free. You don't know what Charlie's going to ask you to do yet. Uh, the smile that's been on Michael's face for a while withers when he says that. That'll be fun. I doubt it. All right, get the fuck out. We head back out to the elevator. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey guys, you, uh, hey, listen, I'm just about to get off my shift. You ready, uh, you ready for some dinner? Lead the way, Charlie. Oh, man, okay, this is great. I haven't had company in so long. And he takes you down. Down. And down. And down. Is it a lot further than just, like, five, six floors? It... Time and distance don't seem to have a whole hell of a lot of meaning here. Uh, that's figures. That tracks. And eventually, though, it comes to a stop. And he slides the wrought iron gate open, and you step out into this long, uh, narrow hallway. There are these uh, small filing cabinet-like apartments on either side. Um, you notice some folks are kind of sitting in chairs outside of their of their own individual apartments. It appears to be for staff. Um, 
the whole area is just shaking, booming, and rattling with the sound of endless foot traffic above. Uh, and then you hear other sounds, right? You hear um, dim music, the sounds of sex and impropriety, wild parties at any given time. Everything is very bland, very, um, no like distinguishing marks. But uh, Charlie leads you down. Uh, do, does anybody do anything or say anything during this time? Uh, I wanted to say like as they're going down and they're kind of riding that, you know, longer than it should be elevator ride. Despite sure. Michael's, um, you know, his seeming like new attitude of like, fuck it, we're all going to die. So who gives a shit? Uh, like the, the longer they're in the elevator, the more nervous he looks and he starts to kind of look like his, his old... Um, slightly shell shocked, quite quite nervous self. Okay. Which one is yours, Mark? I mean, Charlie. Oh yeah, sorry. Which one is yours, Charlie? Oh, right down here. Uh, right, right down here. And, and he leads you down to a um, uh, just another nondescript door and slides his key into the to the key to the lock and opens it up. And you step inside, and it's it's very small. And it is filled front to back with these handmade wooden dolls. Hey, come on in. Come on in. Just uh, have a seat anywhere. Sorry for the mess. On first glance, do any of these dolls look familiar or do they look like anyone we know? Roll alertness. I can do that. Cool. Ooh. 99 out of 57. Yeah, no. Um, you're just kind of overwhelmed by the sheer number of dolls in here, uh, not really picking up any individual unique features. Um, but each doll is roughly carved. They're about just under two feet, two feet in height. Um, roughly carved, movable limbs tied together with yarn. Uh, features are drawn on roughly with what looks like ballpoint pen. And each one is hanging from a metal hook on the wall surrounding you on all sides. So these are dolls and not marionettes, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, no strings hanging from them. I'd say with that, not, that... I was just going to say they're not reminiscent of other marionettes we've seen. No, I don't believe no. so. No. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, with that fumble, that 99, uh, I'd say that Cassandra just... Gets drawn to one doll in particular as everyone else is filing into his apartment and just as everyone is moving and socializing or whatever, she's just staring into this, the crudely drawn eyes of this one doll. Not that it has any significance to her that she knows of right now, but it's just, she's getting kind of lost in it. And there's a couch, there's like a small coffee table and like this small little... I guess you could consider it a dining room table. It, it's got four chairs around it, and that's really probably two more than it could comfortably fit. But uh, he kind of takes off his bellhop top, his, his uniform top, and you're revealing this sweat-stained, yellowed V-neck undershirt. Um, and you see kind of how wrinkled and, and old his his arms and hands and fingers are. Say, just take a seat anywhere, wherever you find a spot. Uh, let me let me go whip something up real quick, huh? Thanks, Charlie. 
Hey, uh, do you have anything to drink? I got some water. Uh, they got some, some, some sodas in here. You know, something else? I mean, if you've got something else, but if not, then, you know, whatever you've got is fine. Yeah, my... Mark hooked me up with a bottle of uh, the shine he's got, so I got some of that. I will take a soda and some shine, please. All right, yeah, here you go. And he'll 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 pour you like a little glass of. Uh, it's a very dusty, very old uh, glass that he fill. He he kind of puts a little bit of the moonshine in, and he gets you like an a, a old timey bottle of Coca Cola. He sits in front of you. Yeah, Michael will begin lovingly crafting himself a cocktail. <laughs> okay. And by that, I mean pouring the Coca-Cola into the gross, dirty glass and giving the glass like a little bit of a skeptical look, but then kind of shrugging and, and taking a swig. What's everybody else doing? Um, I want to look around at all of these dolls and see if uh, there's anything about them that stands out. All right, roll uh, alertness. Okay. What we get? 65 out of 74. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice uh, one looks like Mark. One looks like Abigail Wright. Uh, one looks like Dr. Friend. Dr. Dallin. Dr. Barbus. Some recon- recognizable faces among among the others. I am, I'm, I'm going to point this out to, uh, to the others. Hey, does, does that look bi- like Barbus to you? Cassandra, yeah, it does. Yeah. I'll be darned. Hmm. Charlie, what, <clears throat> what are these dolls for? Oh, those are, those are just my hobby. That's just how I kind of kill time in between shifts, you know? Are these, like, people you've met, or...? Yeah, yeah, people I've seen come and go. Ah, okay. I don't remember if this is something that we just know as players or something that we know as a group, but we know that King and Yellow is, like, a thing, right? Um... You know, it's mentioned. It's been mentioned in the play. I believe it was mentioned in your files that you had access to, um, especially the ones from uh, the French that referred to the King of Yellow. So, yes, you know, it's a concept. Okay. Yeah. So if I was to ask Charlie, do you have a doll of the King in Yellow? That wouldn't be like totally out of character or like me using meta knowledge. Sometimes when we haven't played in a while, it's hard for me to remember what I know. Yeah, like, yeah Michael knows. Um... So th- there's, I don't, I would say you haven't run into anything because you haven't read the play itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some details about it. I mean, you could ask, but you're not aware of any, like, apart from being a character in the play, you're not aware of any other, like, physical representation. Gotcha. So the King in Yellow doesn't have any particular significance to me yet and probably wouldn't prompt me to ask that. Right. Okay, cool. Then I won't. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I was going to heat up this stew real quick and uh, just be ready in a jiff. Hey, Charlie, do you have any dolls of us? You? 
Yeah. No, we just we just met. I'll probably make ah. some. Sorry, sometimes it's hard for me to remember. Yeah, me Do too. We, we haven't met before. No, not that I remember. Hmm. And I remember, I'm real good with faces. Yeah, I bet. Hey, when people come here, how do they normally leave? Which way do they go? It's kind of a weird question. Uh, <laughs> isn't it? It is, yeah. isn't it? It's a yeah. weird place. Huh, Charlie. I mean, I'm guessing through the front door. Not the answer I was expecting. Have you ever left, Charlie? Me? No, I don't need to. I work here, I live here. Makes sense. Do you like living here, Charlie? You keep saying my name like that. You're kind of creeping me out. Oh, man. Okay, I can stop. Do you like living here? Yeah, I like living here. Good pay, good benefits. I suppose, yeah. Mark told us uh, about a favor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's eat first, all right? Then we'll talk business. And at that point, he comes around from this little kitchenette he has uh, towards the back of the apartment and uh, carrying bowls of this stew, this unidentifiable stew, um, kind of like a brown broth and bits of meat some vegetables in there and he sets sets a bowl in front of each of you before hungrily digging into his own Michael has me completely freaked out I want to invest uh, to uh, investigate the stew uh, yeah I was about to say I, what, what do yeah. I have to roll to figure out what kind of meat this is how, um, many, how many fingers and toes are sticking out of my stew Vince <laughs> I would just roll uh, it's good questions anybody have any culinary art skills no, no, no. Um, maybe it's for like a general alertness, I guess. Whoever's got the highest. Uh, should it be forensics? No. If you want, mm. if you want to roll forensics too, go for it. I've got a pretty decent forensics. So do I. Actually, stand by. No, it wouldn't be forensics. It would be more, um, because forensics is more like you know. Mm -hmm. forensic science blood splatter and gunshot patterns and stuff like that um i will just i will so i will say with your respective ratings and your respective skills um it looks like me okay all right okay sets my mind at ease uh michael's gonna eat it yeah, um, Mark puts a spoon in and kind of looks up at all the others to see what they're doing before taking a bite himself. I mean, it's a little under-seasoned, but it tastes like stew. You rec- recognize the taste of chicken, uh, maybe some kind of sausage in there. Cassandra just neither of those it. sound good. <laughs> What's that? I mean, chicken and so everything tastes like chicken. That's true, yeah. Long pig. Yeah. Well, I think humans are supposed to taste like pork, so that's a good sign. Yeah, there you go. What is, how does Geneva uh, react to this? Yeah, yeah, what's Geneva doing? Uh, Yeah, she's just been... Um, it's almost like she's observing her companions as much as she is observing um, 
Charlie, but she will take a little bit of the soup, probably just like going around the meat and doing the broth, but she'll eat it a little bit. But yeah, she's just observing. Yeah, how, how, how do you like it? You like it? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Thank you. Hey, oh, hey, no problem. No, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, what type of meat is this? Ah, it's just some scraps from the from the kitchen. Like, I need to get some some chicken, some uh, some old pork sausage in there. Hmm, it's good. Hey, glad you like it. All right. Yeah. So look, Mark. I guess Mark kind of spoiled the the, the, the whole thing. I, I did add nasty down here for a reason, right? Um, I I need a little help with something. Y'all kind of like you know. You know how to handle yourself, so I figured I'd ask. I would just like to mention before we go too much into this that Cassandra is not actually eating the soup. She is just putting the spoon to her lips and blowing and making it look like she's slurping it, but she is not eating it. Okay. Just in case. Coward. Sure. Yeah. Smart. Smart. <laughs> you coward. <laughs> so, what is it, Charlie? that you wanted from us all right look so management they, they need some ratters to go up in the ducks and play some poison for the rats you know kill any rats they happen to see that kind of thing i used to do it but look my knees are fucking shot and i need i could use some help cassandra just gives kind of a perplexed look over at geneva and then the others you want us to help you get rid of the rats? Yeah. Uh, what? Sorry, that's just not <laughs> not what we were expecting, I think, given the way Mark talked about it, but what exactly will that entail? Like I said, you know, so uh, kind of just you know, make your way around the ducks, play some poison if you happen to see any, take care of it. It's really it. What kind of poison you got there, Charlie? Like rat poison. Arsenic? I don't know. Whatever the kind of kills fucking rats. Yeah, when when I was in college, we had uh, we had rats. Somebody put down some poison for them. It was the wrong kind. They ate it and they died in the walls. That didn't that. Didn't turn out very well. You gotta use arsenic for rats. It makes them thirsty. They come out of the walls looking for a drink. There you go. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what we got. I don't know. All I know is management, they hand me the poison. They're like, hey, you take care of this. And so I take care of it. This has got to be the least crazy thing we have done since we've been on this. Right. I'm up for it. All right. And if there's anything you need, you just you let me know. I'll take care of you. Rest of y'all okay with this? Sure. Something to do at the very least. Uh, Michael shrugs while continuing to eat his stew. Cassandra whispers to uh, Mark. Do we really have another choice? Keep moving forward. 
we can we hear them? <laughs> uh, <laughs> roll alertness. This is the alertness session here. Dang it. Ah. Yeah, My alertness right. is so high, and I keep rolling in the 90s. Same yeah. here. 92 out of 81 for Geneva, 89 out of 82 for, for uh, Michael. Yeah, no, no dice. We just see we just see him lean over and like they're talking because they're not right. like from us. We just don't hear it. Exactly. That might even be worse, honestly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, Michael will shoot Geneva a side eye. When do we begin? Hey, whatever you want. Maybe get some sleep, though. Huh? You all look like shit. Thank you for your honesty. Why? Well, just looking out for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I could use a nap after uh, this lovely stew. It's good then, huh? You like it? Better than I expected. All right, that's good. That's good. I'm all glad to hear that. You know what, Charlie? You bring up a good point. I think I could. I could use a little sleep. All right, yeah. Oh, if, you need, if you need anything from me, like I said, take care of this, whatever you need. I got you. Are you going to operate the elevator to get us back, or? Yeah, you want to go back up? Michael looks at the rest of them. Well, I don't imagine you'd want us to sleep in your apartment with you. I've given the size. <laughs> no, that's a good point. No. Yeah, come on. All right. Were we going to meet back with Mark Rook tonight or just like whenever we get to get to it? We're going to meet with him once we've gotten into the like once we've finished the favor for Charlie and then Charlie's guided us to the door. Once we pass beyond gotcha. the door, Mark okay. is going to be waiting there for us and then we're going to go on the next thing with him. And if he's Perfect. not waiting there for us, we're supposed to wait for him because we're not supposed to leave without him. Gotcha. Okay. And nobody's made a specific request of Charlie, so he doesn't really know what you're doing, what you're in this for. Yeah, but uh, yeah. That's I mean, do we true, want to I keep guess. it vague with him, though? I think like like that might not be a bad idea. Oh, yeah, also, there might be something else comes up later. We want to ask him instead. Yeah, yeah. And Mark said that he would do it. So well, Mark said Mark said he would go in with you. He wouldn't tell you where the entrance was. No, Mark said he wouldn't tell us where the entrance was, but Mark said that if we did a favor for Charlie, Charlie would take us to the entrance. Yes. Yeah. And with that, yeah, Charlie throws back on his bellhop uh, uniform top, leads you to the elevator, and takes you all back up to your floor. Yeah, and I'd just say that, you know, as the others are leaving uh, and passing by, they'd see that her bowl is completely full. Oh, hey, Wab, and you don't like it? Oh, I, well, I didn't mean him to see it. Of course he's going to see it. He's putting it away. I'm he's vegan. the only one with a reason to look. I, I'm vegan. I'm sorry. I should have vegan? mentioned what that. What the fuck is a vegan? We don't uh, eat uh, animal byproducts. Ah, shit. I'm sorry, man. I am just. No, don't I apologize. I'm a god-awful host. Oh, I should have no, asked. I, it's okay. You sure, I feel I feel god awful. I no, I, I, I some sleep will do me fine. Now, um, 
I've known Kathy for a long time. Is she vegan? No. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't think so. I just, just want to make sure I wasn't forgetting something. We just tried to order four burgers. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, noted. And on, on the way out, uh, Charlie does stop you, Michael. Hey, you, uh, yeah. you seen the puppets yet? Uh, Michael leans in a little closer. Which puppets? You know, the ones that hang from the ceiling. And he points up. <laughs> and for, for the first time since you've been in the hotel, mm-hmm. you notice that there are these recessed tracks in the ceiling totally normal and cool um so i know that uh, i don't think michael has seen any puppets hanging from the ceilings i know the last time we saw puppets hanging from the ceilings we were in the night floors is that right yeah okay yep no i haven't why would they hang puppets from the ceilings Uh, they hang them from them strings you'll see them soon but what are they for I don't know. They're everywhere. Hmm. Charlie, are they hiring right now? And Michael smiles at him. Uh, I don't think so. I can put in a word for you, though. Hmm. Ah, it was just a thought. Maybe, though. Keep your ear to the ground, huh? Yeah, 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 you got it. All right. Uh, And then Michael will pick up his pace to kind of match with the others. All right. And do you all head back to your rooms? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. And so you try to sleep? Try, Uh, yeah. No. Okay, what's Cassie do? Uh, well, you know, she she doesn't like to sleep, uh, so um, I don't know what I forget what I roll to stay awake, um, but uh, but yeah, she'll she'll lay in bed, but she's gonna try and you know stay alert. Okay, let's see here. So, go ahead and roll one d six. Okie doke. I did have that mess from earlier. I don't know what kind of bonus that gives me. Oh, none. You died. Oh, great. Totally. Did I lose the rest of my drugs? Yeah, you don't got nothing on you. Damn. Three. All right. So yeah, you, lose, you lose three willpower. Okay. And you'll be at a negative 10 to all skills, stat tests, and sand tests. I like that. Uh, what if for- I only have two willpower? points you only have two uh, i maybe i didn't reset it after i got shot in the head i don't know uh you need to get some sleep then <laughs> uh, fine i'll get sleep otherwise you're gonna be cat you're, otherwise you will be catatonic yeah no i'll get some sleep <laughs> okay I, I i like the the worst consequence of uh cassie being shot in the head for her <laughs> Is that she lost her drugs. Right. Right. Yeah. That's pretty on brand. Pretty on brand. Uh, yeah. Um, 
So Mark is going to go to sleep. He's low on, uh, he's not as nearly as low as Cassie, but he's low on hit power and uh, on uh, willpower and he's low on hit points. Okay. All right. Um, do I get back any hit points? I, I do get back willpower, right? You do. So with willpower, um, roll. So for those of you who are sleeping, roll one D six. Uh, really quick, I realized that I haven't been doing this. I noticed it when I was looking up for my new disorder, but for my old disorder, every time she tries to sleep, I need to be rolling a sand test to ah. see if she can. Yep, so go should ahead. I start doing that? <laughs> yeah, go and roll a sand test. Nice. <laughs> nope, she does not sleep. She does not sleep. Yeah, so roll 1d6 and you will lose that much willpower. Okay. And so, it also says... I cannot rest or regain willpower for 24 hours. Correct. Yeah, so Michael, you regain one. Uh, Mark, you regain five. Uh, Geneva, you lose three. And can I just take that three from the... You can. Okay. Yep, we'll say you regain three. Um, And for you, Mark, you... As you sleep, you once again find yourself in that underground maze of stone and finding that bottle of ever-darkening layers of crystal. You see the bottle is stopped with that cork sealed with melted yellow wax and marked with that strange sign. And when you wake, go ahead and roll your luck. 21 out of 50. You recall the name on the bottle is J.C. Lins. J.C. Lins. We've heard that name before, right? Yeah, we did. You have, yep. Yep. Um, Recently, right? Well, it was on the invitation that you received when you regained consciousness in that house. Uh-huh. It was J. Lins, or J.L. was on the letterhead on the map. And J.C. Lynn's, oh, yes, there's J.L. Bottle, probably is J. Lynn's. Yep, and uh, the invitation specifically said, find J.C. Lynn's at Hotel Brottlebin. Mm-hmm. Find, find the hotel, the labyrinth, the author, his bottle. And, yes, we know that uh, from before that the, uh, from the map that we found earlier, that the J.L. Bottle is in the basement. Well, potentially you also, there is that juncture labeled WL. Yes. Now, I mean, we've been through so many things. I, I don't think we, we would have our, well, did we, yeah, we could have brought our notes with us. They didn't take our notes in the, in the, uh, asylum, right? Right. Yeah. So, well, do you we still might, have your notes from 20 years ago? I mean, the thing is, I would I've been kind of assuming that uh, Mark would bring that stuff with him on new cases. Because, uh, you know, like on Delta Green cases. That's interesting, because I would kind of think that you would leave them in like you would leave them on your computer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be like a hard copy group of notes that you would carry around with you everywhere you went well yeah because you want 
you want to reduce the uh, the amount of people or the potential for people to find them and read them and that kind of thing. Right. And it's, okay. it's been 20 years. So there's there's a lot of notes to take over 20 years. So there's probably multiple notebooks, multiple. But let's do this. Let's roll luck. Let's roll luck and see if All right. we still have yeah. those notes from 20 years ago. That makes sense. Okay. So I will luck. Oh, that's a 15. 15 out of 50. Yep. Happens to be one of the notebooks that I brought with me. It does. Yeah. It, it It's somehow, again, the machinations of whoever or whatever is pulling the strings during this entire crazy process. For whatever reason, you still have those notes. All right. So Mark goes, uh, seeing this uh, JC Lens uh, bottle and the name on it, Mark goes to his notes and he uh, he sums through them. He fi- finds there uh, taped to one of the pages an old, uh, probably yellowed uh, stationery from Hotel Broadbin. Oh, so map. that so that was so you would have had to have made a copy because that letterhead would have actually been turned over. As remember, you were ba- bagging everything up as evidence and putting it okay, in, yeah. in the box. So that was that was probably gone. But you, but we'll say with that luck roll, fifteen out of fifty, that you you made a copy of it. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. At this point, the copy is probably old and yellowed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting in your pocket and you know sweating through your suit and through everything else, like yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's grody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Mark Mark wakes up and goes to the others, knocks on the door, probably knocks on Cassie's door first. Uh, yeah, I'd say that when Cassandra wakes up, she's surprised to wake up uh, since she usually tries so hard to fight uh, going to sleep. But there's something about the there's a, something like a calming presence. Also, the bed is really comfortable. Um, but yeah, she'll uh, startled awake and she'll go to the door and open uh, Mark um, what, what time is it? I had a dream, Kathy what, what, what was the dream? Mark pulls out this copy of the uh, the letterhead from the Hotel Broadbent says uh, I was looking for a bottle and I found it when I did there was a name on it J.C. Lenz. That's the bottle we're supposed to be looking for. And then I, sh- I show her the map and I say, I think I got a map to find it. Well, that's that's great. Um, let's get the others. Let's, let's figure out what we're going to do. You, you doing all right? Yeah, I just... I know this is strange um, to say. I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect to fall asleep last night, and I did. And I still feel really a little bit foggy right now. So. Oh no! No, you look good. You. Uh, you should get more sleep. Let's go find the others. I. Right. She gives Mark a bit of a like, almost disapproving look. <laughs> okay. Mark will knock, uh, knock on the other two doors. Uh, show them the map as well. Yeah, Michael will answer uh, again in his house coat. 
Okay. Yeah, Mark. What? Um. Well, I mean, we're we're going to going back down to see Charlie, right? Are we going down to see Charlie or going up to kill the rats? I guess we didn't get any of this stuff. Yeah, we need to get the poison first, I think. Mm, good point. Anyway, okay. I I had a well, I'll when Geneva gets here, I I'll, I'll tell both of you I get, I had a dream last night. Okay. She doesn't sleep much. We can go knock on our door now. Knock knock knock. Yeah, she's like at the door immediately. Fully dressed, ready to go. Morning. Hey. Are you ready to uh try our hand at pest control? I mean, if that's the job they give us. How'd you sleep? Fine. Yeah, Michael nods and drops it. And we'll say, um, eventually you make your way to the elevator and, and Charlie takes you all to the basement and he gives you a flashlight, a box of rat poison pellets, uh, and instructions just lay them along the junctions of the various ducts that you'll be maneuvering through, uh, the entrance to which is down there in the basement and, uh, kill any you see and come back after a few hours. Everyone brought their guns, right? Yeah, only Geneva always has hers. Yeah, only Geneva and Mark have guns at this point. Yeah. Hey, Charlie, do you have something I could use to kill a rat if I see it? I don't... I'm not... Uh, sure I, I could punch I, it to death, you know? I think I got a hammer around here somewhere. Sure, that'll do, I guess. All right, yeah. He runs to his apartment and comes back with a with a worn, uh, battered hammer. Before he runs to his apartment, I might actually ask him, do you have a jumpsuit or something, like a pair of overalls? I've grown kind of fond of this. Are you still wearing the robe? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Michael's living in that robe now. <laughs> uh, nah. Oh, that's a shame. Okay. You may want to wear something else. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, Michael, when we get into the, like, ducks and everything, just, uh, you go last, because I can see right up that thing. He's wearing underwear. <laughs> but fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's definitely, he's wearing uh, underwear and stuff underneath, but. Does he even have shoes on? No. Little tidy whities No, it's yeah. the tetanus, I'm telling you. That's 100% tidy whities Okay. Not even he honest, he's honestly like, this is all completely ridiculous. I don't have any say in anything. House coat's super comfortable. I'm just going to wear it. Love that. <sighs> okay. Oh, <man. laughs> that was, Cassandra a, that was still a wearing bloody clothes. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between wearing a house coat and pants for you? It's not like yeah, you have to yeah. change a dungeon. Great, great, great point. <laughs> Um, so, so eventually, yeah, uh, Charlie takes you to a, uh, kind of like a, uh, boiler room or HVAC room. And, uh, there's a ladder 
and an entrance up to the docks. Hey, don't have too much fun up there, huh? We'll try. Don't worry, we won't. And as you all climb into these ducks to begin your favor to old Charlie, the elevator operator, I think it's a good place to end uh, tonight's session. Thank you for listening to Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes, part of the Black Project Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to visit blackprojectgaming.com for previous Delta Green episodes. You can also listen to our ongoing Waterdeep Dragon Heist and Barovia, California campaigns. If you'd like updates on all future releases, please follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Vince, your host and handler with Brett as DEA Special Agent Michael Whitwer, also known as Agent Vega, Cammie as FBI Special Agent Geneva Brown, also known as Agent Venus, Doug as FBI Special Agent Mark Hansom, also known as Agent Meshock, and Jack as FBI Special Agent Cassandra Troy, also known as Agent Madison. Thank you again, and remember, we'll be seeing you.